Alright, so I'm here in my room. I've got my computer turned on in front of me. I've got my microphone set up, and there's a notepad open to my notes about my podcast, It's Time to Rewind. Looks like they're open to the 39th scene of Memento that starts in color at 82 minutes and 23 seconds, with Natalie giving Leonard a beer on the house, and ends at 83 minutes and 9 seconds with Natalie taking the beer away, claiming that it's dusty. There's also a Skype window open. Hang on. Who is this? Bubba Weed, it's me. It's Eric Deutsch, your co-host for every single color scene in this movie. Oh, of course. You'd you'd think that I would get that by this point, but I'm still still losing it. And uh, and who are you? Well, it's Leandra again. I'm... Uh, I'm one of the podcasters for Rocky Horror Minute, and I'm here to talk about this little chunk of Memento. Well, it's it's good to have you back, and you know that this is I, this is the shortest color scene in the entire movie. It's it's only I think forty six forty seven seconds, and you know because of that, before we get to the scene, I've. You know, I figured this would be a good time to ask you what your history is with Memento. Do do you remember what's the first time that you've seen this movie? I first saw this movie right about when it came out. And I I remember going, wow, Carrie Ann Moss is in everything. <laughs> and this was uh, this is one of my better, happier memories of seeing Carrie Ann Moss in something. Uh, not so much shock a lot, but maybe I was just not uh, not feeling it at the time. Yeah, I let's see. I I think I can only really remember seeing Carrie Ann Moss in this movie, The Matrix, of course, and then I can't think of anything else that comes to mind up until Jessica Jones. She was so good in Jessica Jones, though. Yeah, uh, but you know, let's go ahead and jump into this scene and you know we get the the Ferdy's bar coaster which is something that we've seen several times already throughout this movie and we know that this connection to Natalie and do, do either of you remember the seeing this scene for the first time and like do you remember what you thought was going on with whenever he drinks the the, the beer and then the the bar patron just starts immediately laughing. Well, first of all, he's great, <laughs> the bar patron, because <laughs> yeah. it is such an evil laugh. It's just he, mm. as we'll find out next week exactly why he's laughing, but he is absolutely loving what's going on there. Um, great casting, just this schlubby-looking dude with his evil laugh. <laughs> um, the first time I saw it, I mean, you know, I don't know that I, I, I thought specifically what it is that they do to the drink, but... Um, Clearly, uh, because by now we're, we're near the end of the movie, so we know that he's not going to remember things, and then we know that he's confused by, by the laughter. Uh, and he makes, you know, the little facial expression of like, hmm, something's different about this beer. We know they did something to it. I don't know that I, uh, figured it was phlegm and saliva, but, uh, clearly something was done. My only initial reaction to that bit was, gosh, what's wrong with that cup? <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think it's it's funny too because it you know it is a very unique looking cup because you know the the barfly is drinking from a, a standard you know glass 
you know, clear glass and he's got a shot glass next to him. But this is like a big pewter stein. Which definitely stands out and it's not, I feel like it's not something that you would often get served at, uh, served at a bar setting. Although, you know, I, I suppose I'm not the, the best person to comment on that because I don't really go out to bars very often at all. Well, I used to go out to bars a lot, so I can say that this is, I don't think I ever had a beer served in that kind of a cup in a bar. Maybe at the Ren Fair. <laughs> yeah. That was my other thought because <laughs> I, I have been to Ren Fairs and I, although usually those are like the, you know, the, the collector's cups that uh, you have to pay extra for. Yes, I don't think that Natalie is giving a mead, but <laughs> what an awful thing to do to someone. Yeah. And, you know, we, we get this, this hint at, at something else going on, uh, because Natalie implies that she knows about Leonard's condition because of what that cop said, which I, I imagine she's talking about Teddy and she talks a little bit more about him in the scene next week. But do you think that Nat- Natalie actually met Teddy beforehand or do you think that that's like, actually, you know, I, I wrote this before I wrote notes for next week, but I, I do remember that, you know, she does talk about the cop coming into the bar and asking about him. Yeah, she does. But, yeah. Because initially I was wondering if it was, like, just second-hand information from Jimmy. Uh, but, yeah, that's, you know, Teddy clearly came into the, the bar, but, I mean, technically we don't know for sure that it's Teddy, but uh, I would imagine it that, you know, there, there's not anybody else that it really could be, right? Unless you want to believe Teddy's story that we'll see later uh, in either next week or two weeks from now that he's talking about a, another cop, which is almost certainly fabricated. Yeah. And then, you know, this is a very short scene. And I, I think we do get some more, like, the again, this feels like kind of clueless. Uh, you know, he's very bright and chipper, Leonard, where it's it's almost like back to blank slate Leonard. And even though he's talking about his wife dying, like he says it in kind of this upbeat, this oddly upbeat way. And uh, and we get another suspicious memory from Leonard. It's it's another, you know, very quick flash. But we get to we see this brief moment of uh, his wife, um, you know, still wrapped in the the shower curtain, but she blinks. Yeah, I I feel like that that lends credence to the theory that um, Catherine did not die during the attack, that maybe she recovered and she died because Leonard is really Sammy Chankis and Leonard killed her, giving her too much insulin. Like, why else show her eye blinking under the plastic like that to show that she indeed if his memory is to be relied upon, which, of course, it's, you know, we're not 100 percent sure it can be. But if it is, why show that she was alive after she was covered with the plastic? Mm-hmm. I think that all of these little fragments are the truth of what actually happened. Uh, just trying to trying to uh, 
play out in Leonard's mind, but because he has replaced it with such a strong memory of something else, then he he just can't allow himself to to keep thinking about what that would actually have looked like. Yeah, and and this this is before the audience knows, like before the audience has heard um, Teddy's story about uh, Leonard's wife being the one with diabetes, but this is technically after Leonard had that conversation. So it is possible that that Teddy's comments have like did manage to kind of work his way into his memory and change his memory. But, you know, Leandra, you know, we, we haven't talked to you about this yet. Like what, what is your thoughts about how connected Leonard and Sammy Jenkins are? Like, do you think that they're a hundred percent the same person? And like all of Leonard's stories about Sammy Jenkins is actually about Leonard himself or do you think that they're completely separate people? Or do you think there's like a little bit of like there's some overlap? I I think that Sammy Jenkins definitely existed. I just think that um, he might not have actually had the same affliction. And we spoke last time about how Leonard's version of the truth is just so easily manipulated. And I really think this is an instance where we see that even Leonard has manipulated his own memory. Uh, he, he has this kind of scaffolding of, of somebody that he can kind of grasp onto and go, no, this awful thing that happened that I can't quite shake that happened to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, you know, I, I think that's that's a very good way to look at it. And you know, th- this this entire movie is filled with a lot of unreliable narrators, and and it's really about how memory is not as accurate as we think it is. So there there is it does call into question a, a lot of things about Leonard's stories and Leonard's memories. And then you know, one last thing that I did notice, and I think we've talked a little bit about, uh, but we haven't talked too much about, but I I do want to call out the, the makeup department and like the Leonard scratches on his face. I, I think it's, it's pretty clear in this one. You know, it's, he has these two scratches on his cheek that we see throughout the entire movie. And here, I think they do a good job of making the scratches look more fresh than they were before because they, they still have kind of the redness around them since they, you know, the, the scratch did happen just maybe a, a few hours ago at this point versus earlier in the movie where it's days later, later and there's a little bit more healing. I think they, they do a good job of, of showing this uh, progression of these scratches and, and how they, look more fresh as the movie goes on. I like that it's a good visual representation of the passage of time. It's yet another kind of um, soft reminder to the audience that time is essentially going backwards for us. Just Mm -hmm. like Kramer's gigantic lollipop in the backwards Seinfeld episode. (laughs) 
and and it's nice too that it and it is a very subtle thing that it's you know if it it's there if you're looking for it but it's not a distraction and um you know that that wraps up my notes for for this scene you know it it is very short it's you know it just ends with uh you know i guess leonard passing this this test that we'll know a little bit more about next week and uh natalie taking the taking the beer away because i think partly it's because of him talking about his wife so he does garner a little bit of sympathy and so she's not going to make him finish the entire drink mm-hmm. but she will make him go through what she ends up making him go through earlier in the movie but later for them yeah and you know we don't see it happen on screen her convincing him or telling him he can come to her house yeah there there is this like time jump yeah because there is this is one of the few moments uh, one of the few scenes where there is not a repetition yeah between the end of this scene and the beginning of the the previous scene and um and it, and there's not any sort of like it's not the next day either because typically whenever that happens it's like the next day and him waking up but there's not that either so i i think it's it's interesting that they decided to do this it, it almost feels like Maybe there was a deleted scene that maybe they shot the car ride or there was another scene here and they decided not to use that. I could see that. But it's also, you know, at this point in the movie, we don't necessarily need that repetition because this is like nearly the end. And so, you know, the the audience knows the structure, so we don't necessarily need the repetition even though we still will get a a couple more moments of repetition in the future scenes Uh, but that's that wraps up this scene um you know thank you again leandra for joining us here for these uh these next few weeks and once again why don't you go ahead and take a moment to let everybody know where else they can find you online um you can find me at rockyhorrorminute.com or any place that you can find your podcasts. Now just look for Rocky Horror Minute. And as always, thank you, Eric, for joining me as my co-host through this entire season. And as always, I am Bubba Wheat, and you can find me on Twitter where I'm at Bubba Wheat. So you can find this show on all the podcatchers out there. Just search for It's Time to Rewind if you would like to use a, one that's different from what you're listening to right now. And uh, we also have a Facebook page. It's Time to Rewind, a time loop group, and you can join that and discuss episodes as they come out and also have discussions about time loop movies and TV episodes, past, present, and future. And in, until next time, I uh, assume I've already told you about Memento? Only every time I see you. On the house. Thanks. Oh, you really do have a problem.